You're talking all that Love stuff. Talk Radio. Stop it. See, this is why. Sassy. Hello, Sassy. <laughs> this one. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> Kalen Patterson, talking all that sass. It's his oh new tagline. <laughs> no, it's your new tagline. Hashtag Hazel May, talking all that sass. See who likes it oh, best. Shoot. Shoot. All right. Cue us up. Cue us up. Okay. Kaylin on cue. I'll take that hashtag <laughs> for three points. Survey says. Good <laughs> evening, everyone from PVP Land. Kaylin Patterson, of course. You know the PIC, the co hostess with the most hostess. The DMC. It's just so natural to say that, all right. Well, anywho, <laughs> this program is sponsored by People Be Muscle, the number one drug free sponsor foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you are looking for a solid foundation to stand on in a vehicle to drive your goes like what does I? Like a Mack truck through ice cream with She's getting better. She's getting better. Each I'm and getting that out. Yes, that is right. Well, anywho, check us out at people.com, and now let us chat with the vampire. Hello, you did the right. How you doing? Hello. 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 I, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling like the labyrinth again with David Bowie. Hello. I'm going to have to work on that. That's a good movie, though. <laughs> It was a good movie. It's a classic. It's the Babe with yes, the Power. Yes. Who doesn't know the Babe with the Power now? Come on, who doesn't know? Basically, if they don't, they won't admit. <laughs> they probably won't. Not now. Not since we've called them out. They're not going to. But you know what, guys? It's okay. Check it out. It's on, or it was on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, just get in there and search for Labyrinth. And uh, it's a cult classic. You can't. You just can't be without it. It's kind of like Big Trouble in Little China. You have to watch yes. it. Now, my More husband comments. doesn't understand Big Trouble in Little China, but just trust me. You have to watch oh, wow. it. Oh, wow. I know. That what is Kurt does, Russell. What does Jack Burton say at a time like this? <laughs> and that's all I got to say. <laughs> I, I, I I like Big uh, Trouble in China, and and just a historical fact, Raiden came from the idea of watching that movie. So some producer watched that and said, "Hey, that would be a great character in Mortal Kombat." So Raiden from basically Big Trouble in Little China. And and you know Mortal Kombat. I mean, that's another one. It was a terrible movie, terrible movie. But it's a cult. I mean, it's just another cult classic. It's almost a rite of passage. Yes. You just have to watch it with Sonya Blade. You just have to. You just have to. Just like you just have to listen to the last half of the top ten countdown of 2019. The top ten most popular interviews of 2019 guys so if you weren't with us on tuesday you missed the first five so you're going to have to go to the archives and check it out but we're going to do a quick recap here recap drum roll (laughs) (laughs) number 10 
with two, our vegan natty couple, DJ Mariah Albrecht. Number nine, Chicago's own 102.3, Rejoice with Will Franklin. Number eight, Tara Ann Marie Thatcher, our lady warrior. Number seven, Denny Kekos, founder of the INBA PNBA, rolling in in that slot. Number six, John Arnold, prep coach and promoter and training. Oh, what's the word now? I've just lost it. A prep it's not conference. What what word am I looking for here, Kaylin? I swear. Old Yes. Prep seminar. Prep seminar originator. John Arnold coming in at number six. So that was a very fast and very confused <laughs> recap fast and of the um, of the first five fast interviews of twenty nineteen that made the countdown. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh you know what the problem is I just finished dinner and I'm still digesting so there's no blood in my brain it's all in my stomach oh, that's my story sticking to it folks you know I had chicken and oh. I had um, a medley of vegetables and potatoes a vegetable medley I think they still a vegetable medley that. It was a stir-fry vegetable medley, and it was without yeah. water chestnuts, which, praise the Lord, because I cannot stand water chestnuts. I think it's a texture thing because they don't taste like anything, so it's not the taste. But I just, ugh, water chestnuts on my teeth gives me the heebie-jeebies. Ugh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> so anyway, we're moving on. We are moving okay. on. Drop. How do you move away from that? Honestly, how do you move away from that? With a drum roll, that's how. (laughs) Drum roll. Drum roll, please. (laughs) I think there's something wrong with your carburetor, Caitlin. We're going to have to fix that. Oh, now you're going there. You want a drum roll, I give you one. You say it's something wrong with my car. Wow. Drum roll. (laughs) Coming in, number five of the top interviews on P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin of 2019. We had Kyoshi Moody and Phil Ricardo Jr. And I know a lot of you folks heard our interview recently with Phil. It was a great yeah. interview. Kaylin likes to talk, refer to him as the uh, historian of natural bodybuilding just because he's been around for so long, done so many things, and he's still rocking and rolling. I mean, come on. He was the men's bodybuilding open champion of the 2019 Natural Olympia. And uh, that was just, that was a great show. You got to check the archives. But on this particular show, which aired uh, June 13th of 2019, Kyoshi was on the air with him. And that show was just a ton of fun. And uh, that show is the one that set me up, set me up to see a, uh, a Kyoshi and Rico face-off, which didn't happen, and we came to find out because uh, Kyoshi hasn't been feeling that well. So he's had some health issues that he's been dealing with. So in our hearts go out to him for that and prayers for uh, healing. But still, I was so looking forward to seeing that matchup on stage. So who knows? Maybe in 2020. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We can just We can just keep our eyes peeled. Well, I... I... The one of the things that I got when Rico was talking, and it, this is all 
off topic, but it's still about, you know, we're relevant to what we're seeing, is that in this world of social media, that, you know, this is one of the few people that kept their personal things personal and private. And I think, you yeah. know, there, there's a lot we can we can glean from that if we're really studious of what we're doing. And that is basically, you know, when you have things that can draw from people's day in some kind of negative way, not that you don't need to talk to someone because you've got friends, family, and support very close by, but you don't need to take everything you do in your life on the airwaves because we've said this many times before, you don't get those things back. You know, what what you give, you share to the world, and you'd better be ready to understand that they have a an understanding of how you're going through, even if it doesn't relate to how you're going through. And I've seen many people reach out to their quote-unquote friend only to be rebutted in ways that are unsupportive and not very good for your health mentally or physically. So for him to take that route and basically, you know, just deal with it, get it done, and then we can basically see him after everything's done and see, you know, that he can talk about that now because he's through it. And I think that's a lot of the things that happen in our lives when we talk about it now, but we're still not getting through it. You know, I'd love to talk about how I got over. That's a song I used to sing in church and that there was my, my soul just, you know, gets elated when, you know, how I got over. And I think sometimes because we don't know the outcome and get so distracted from actually going through the storm, that we never really get through the storm. We just get stuck in that place where the storm continues. So, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but it's still something to understand how, you know, people that are being more successful, that do better in life, is because they don't internalize it, but they keep it in a way that they can deal with it and get through it. And when you have 70 people or 100 people basically offering advice that's not sustainable or successful, then you can be distracted and not make it to your end goal as well. So that was just something I got from that, you know, because everybody learns some way, somehow. And that was one of the things I learned about him. And, you know, he, he basically is the samurai and, and the, the silent warrior because he, I mean, he, he lives up to his name, but he got that reputation for some reason. And obviously it played out right in front of us for those who had, like Dad said, been looking forward to seeing Kyoshi and uh, Rico on stage. It was a letdown of sorts, but when you understand why, it's totally understandable. And to know that he got through it and is on the road to recovery, that's a blessing in itself. So I, I just wanted to add that too, that, that like I said, it's kind of off topic, but it's still something that really worked my brain for a while. Well, and there you have it. And it, I mean, it was, it was a really fun show just to have the two veterans there. Yes. And, um, you know, the Kaylin is right. There is always something that can be learned from a lot of different situations. And even when it's someone's silence, you can learn about that as well. But I did think, you know, it was very high class that, uh, well, and they are friends, so I can see this too, but that yes. Rico did, you know, reach out, not Rico, that Kyoshi did reach out to Rico to let him know why he wasn't competing. So, I mean, for those he felt that he needed to or wanted to share with why he wasn't there, he did. And for the rest yep. of us, we missed him, but we're looking forward to what the future holds. So that is fantastic. It was a great show. Check it out in the archives, June 13, 2019. Kyoshi Moody and Phil Ricardo Jr. coming in at number five. The number four slot, Kaylin Patterson, 
Drum roll. <laughs> there you have it. Now this show, this was a really interesting show, and, and we had not done one quite like it before. Uh, it aired on uh, May 23rd, and uh, it was when natural athletes test positive, the other side of the story. And so basically yes. what we had was an athlete who tested positive and knew he was going to test positive because he had um, an over-the-counter prescription for his ADHD. But he didn't understand that um, the way he went about reporting that he was taking that prescription medicine did not make him exempt from being stripped of his placing after he tests positive. And so the show was more about, you know, when you do have prescription drugs and you are looking for an um, uh, exemption, if you will, the mm-hmm. proper steps that you need to take in order to see if you even qualify for the exemption and not just assume that you're going to receive that because you had a doctor's note. Because what we learned is that's not necessarily true. And even though the prescription he was taking was doctor, doctor recommended, it was for ADHD, had, you know, very little to do with building his physique, but still the rules were the rules and his awards were taken away from him. And so you know, that was the gist of that show, but very eye-opening, I thought, Kalen. Yes. Well, it, it, it's groundbreaking because, like like we had talked about on that show, is that there's so many that basically refute what's going on, even though they know what they've done in the past and they're willing to do it in the future. And it's like more to the point of, okay, I'm frustrated I got caught. I'm really pissed off that people know and I'm, I'm exposed for the fraud that I am. You know, and then you have a guy basically doing just the opposite because he is reaching out to the the, the second place people and, and and everything. He's doing everything to match up to what we say. If you're not guilty, I know Andrea Castillo was always saying that, and she has still says that in the in the past and in the present. Is you know, if you know what what you tested positive for, then why aren't you being forthgiving so no one else has to go through that? So even though exactly. these, um, well, I don't want to call them competitors, uh, cheaters are, are doing what they're doing, they're still not going to give a, give the information because they don't want to lose their edge even then, even though they can't even compete on stage. And now you have a totally 180 where a gentleman is saying, you know, wow, you know, I didn't know all the things I should have known. I should have done my homework, should have done more research. And I, how do I make this correct, you know, not just for myself, but for anyone who was at that show and might have been uh, hurt or, or not had that time on show, on stage to basically be present and win like they they respectively thought they would. So that was, for me, that was groundbreaking. I, I just, you know, hats off to him and everything he did. And I look forward to seeing him on stage again, you know, being free and clear of this uh, this this failed test. Because you know it's 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 real big in natural in the natural building community, and we natural bodybuilding community, and we need to basically be supportive of the people that really don't know. Because I I could, like I said on the show, there's plenty of times where I've done things without knowing everything that I was supposed to do, whether it be a job uh, in a different country in a different culture, and basically you know you're humbled by it, you make amends, 
and you move on. And I think this is the way that this young gentleman has, is going to be taking his steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. And like that said, he, he does have a future if he chooses. I mean, we don't know what the future holds for everybody, but we have to understand that we've all made mistakes. And if we do things to rectify and clarify and, and you know, fix it, basically, you know, don't just leave it broken and expect things to mend on their own. This man has done, he set about to do all the things that were necessary to fix this problem and do something more positive than the failed drug test. And so that, that was big for me. I uh, much respect to him because, like, he didn't have to come on the show. We reached out to him. He was getting in touch with us a, a lot to find out, you know, if the show was going to actually happen because it seemed like something in his mind was thinking. I don't know if we had trouble scheduling or if we had trouble getting back and forth with setting up a day, but I do remember him constantly reaching out to make sure that this show was going to happen. So that shows willful intent to improve, to do better, and work harder to make sure this never happens again hats off to them and and thank god for people like that yep i mean definitely so for any athlete that's out there if you do have um, a doctor prescription that you're questioning whether or not you would be able to compete um while taking that uh take a listen to the show like i said it was on may 23rd 2019 and then again reach out to your organization do your homework do all of those things but this guy, instead of, as Kaylin had said, you know, trying to give just a, some kind of blanket comment without really sharing the details of what happened, yes. was very open very about well. what he got caught for, you know, how everything went down. He even personally sent his medals and uh, hardware to the athlete who would have gotten first place had he known that he couldn't compete because of his ADHD prescription. So he really did go all out to try to make amends on this. And so um, his ban was a short-term ban, and I hope to see, you know, him on stage in the future. So when natural athletes test positive, the other side of the story, that show came in at number four. Man, we are just zooming through this countdown tonight, Kalen. All right, drum roll for number three. So... This show was totally, totally not our norm. It was very original, and I am just surprised how how high it ranked in this countdown. But number three was uh, March 7th, uh, 2019, and it was the Holton Homestead. Uh, Sarah Todd was our guest, and Holton Homestead is basically like a like a little uh, like a little farm. And they grow vegetables, and they raise chickens, and they farm honeybees. And so we talked a lot about the plight of the honeybee and the industry and just all that's going on there. I mean, and there were so many people listening to the show that night that her website crashed several times because so many people yes. were trying to log on to the website to check them out, to find out more about Holton Homestead and the bees and all of that business. We learned about bee thieves. <laughs> we learned about <laughs> different honey products. We learned that, you know, sometimes uh, 
I think almonds was what we were talking about, but sometimes different growers of nuts and uh, different produce will borrow, or I guess, quote unquote, rent bees from farmers around the world. And they'll take their bees. Well, I don't know about around the world, but at least in the United States, and they'll take their bees to this farm and, you know, help pollinate and grow food for us. I mean, it really just is amazing all the work that goes into putting good, natural, wholesome food on our tables. Hey, I'm excited because there is, I mean, there's awareness of how bad the bees have been decimated with pesticides and everything else. And just to hear the importance and see how interconnected they are with everything we do and everything we are in life. And it's so crazy that just realizing that one species being wiped out could be so damaging to the whole world. And, you know, I'd already been reading about that because we had that, uh, I don't I, they, I don't know if they caught the kids or not, but I remember they went in and destroyed the bee colonies and, and the damage that was done for the world. And you think, well, yeah. there's people mm-hmm. in the world that don't even know or understand what the importance of them are, but then to find out how damaging it is and what was and is, to the world. I mean, that's, that's huge. And it's not even being reported because even the, the journalists don't understand just how big it is. A problem with the bees, the bee population, how they're basically going down in numbers, and each and every time colonies are being destroyed, that's more and more. We, we talk about the rainforest because there's some relevance to our life with oxygen. But when you talk about your existence on the planet being connected with bees, I think it's sometimes it's just so so vast an idea that they don't that we don't really understand just how enormous the enormity of them not being here, then we're not gonna be here much longer after that. And it's just amazing and that and to find out there that you know, just like everything else, we figure technology is going to save us. And if we find a way to make these robotic bees that somehow they'll do the job of what the bees are doing. And it's been failing and failing, even with the, the drones that they're using. And I know it's getting kind of conspiracy theory, but it's not because they're actually doing it. This is happening in our in our country, sometimes even in uh, our state of Illinois. So it's it, their concern, but just not concerned in the way that would be healthy and promising to a future on the planet. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, and it's it just kind of surprises me sometimes how we are just so in the dark about how our world works, where food comes from, how food impacts our lives, why processed food is not good for us. You know, there's yes. some basic and simple things like that. But, you know, there are, I mean, how many city kids, do you, how many times do you hear the story where they don't even understand where milk comes from? You know, all yeah. they've ever seen is a grocery store. They don't understand the processes and how everything, you know, one thing supports another thing supports another thing. And when you don't grasp that picture, life is just really shortchanged as to, as to how complex and beautiful it really is. So, And, you know, you can't go around destroying bees, guys. If you see a bee farmer, don't steal his bees because, A, you're not going to know what to do with it. If you see someone or yep. know of someone stealing bees, report it. That's thousands of dollars of investment. And if those bees get, you know, if they die because they're mishandled, then that's another major setback in many ways that Kaylin had just outlined. So 
Bees are important. It's big business for those who can handle it. I don't know about handling all those bees. It seems like no. it would be like a really altruistic thing to do, but just, I don't know, the minute I got stung, I'd be over it. I would be oh, over yeah. it. it, it it's done. It's done. One bee sting and I'm done. So hats off to the people that have found a way to to love those bees and love humanity more in the process. But it's uh, it's really disheartening to know that there's people that would intentionally set about doing something for whatever reason. You know, it, it might have been people, kids just having fun. You you don't know, but when you don't recover that, I mean, like we keep thinking we're going to bounce back, you know, man's way is to bounce back, but we're interconnected with all that. And if we don't understand that, we start to lose the value in our own, you know, because if all I got to do is go to sleep and wake up and everything's going to be fine. That That's not how it's working. I mean, we're, we're becoming less human in the process of taking away the value of everything else. And if we're supposed to, I mean, let's be honest, we're as, as uh, Bible stewards, we're the custodians of the planet, not the controllers of it. And it seems like we got it backwards because we continuously figure, well, someone else is going to fix it. Someone else is going to take care of the problem that's created. And, you know, mea culpa, and, you know, I'll say my prayers and I'll be fine. That's not how it works. We're, 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 we're receiving the, the result of our our wickedness and our sin because you know, people just continuously destroy whatever they feel like and think, well, it's going to be fine because, you know, mom and dad's going to take the hit or, you know, I'll just, I'll just apologize. And, you know, there's not supposed to be any repercussions. That's not how life works. Let's say like, even if the kids don't go to jail, the bee colony is still destroyed. So we're suffering in the process of thinking, you know, everything's going to be fine. And that's just not what's happening. So I was, I was glad we did the show. I was glad with everything the guests had, had put out because there were certain things that we were like, oh, wow, that's pretty interesting. And we're learning that it's even more, it goes even deeper than our understanding of that because, like you said, there was the, the colonies are basically pollinating for the purpose of keeping life healthy. And we've gotten so far away. I mean, I, we've done enough shows about drugs, doctors, and everything, that you can really see we live in a drug-addicted nation of some kind of some sort. And we've basically put in good health to the side in order to understand that I might be sick of something. I might be sick from something. And I, and I remember listening to some of the commercials they have where, you know, some of the side effects are death. And we're okay with that because, you know, it's going to take away the symptoms I'm suffering with now. And, you know, you hear people say that and say, you know, then why would they even risk it if it's death? But I don't know if you've been sick to the point of death or, or suffering for more than a week or two weeks and you got your job getting on you, you got the stress of the family, you got the bills to pay. This is a high-stress arena when you're stuck in that setting. And so if you have the the chance at something that's going to stop these symptoms so you can get back to your self, then sometimes it's something that people tend to do. But there is no benefit in bad health choices, and we are definitely suffering as a nation because of it. Hey, what's up? Yep. That's right. Hey, what's up? That's right. You're what, Caleb Patterson. You are what's up waxing eloquent on the state of the nation's health, which is true. We are sick. 
but you know what? We're still fighting a good fight, and that's just how it goes. All right, drum roll, please. All right, coming in at number two, Javier Valadares. Valadares. I, you know what? Where, where, where? What show would it be if I didn't murder somebody's name? But uh, he he promotes the NBA Urban Physique Naturals in Dallas, Texas, and you know we always love to have. you know, promoters from Dallas, well, Texas in general, because that is such a hard nut to crack for the natty people, but it's happening. Promoters are popping up more and more all the time, spreading the word that natural bodybuilding is a thing and uh, it's an opportunity that they can be taking advantage of. And Javier just happens to be one of those carrying on that charge doing a fantastic job, very excited, very natural, very pro-natty, and uh, just a lot of fun. And as you can see, it, it I mean, he, he was a hit coming in at number two. Obviously. <laughs> now, you know, I like how you said it because it's very true about the hero coming out of Texas. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to look at the truth for what it is. And uh, Brandon Lirio had pointed on this as well. You know, we, we, we're not backing up what we're posting on on the different social social media. And it's costing us. And, you know, but these, then you have people that are, have the same understanding that you and I have there, is that at some point, all of these athletes that are in mm-hmm. were at one, one time natural. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the understanding was that they weren't taking drugs at the time they were competing in the beginning, but no child, as far as I know, is born enhanced. You're coming into this world unnaturally until you decide to make the choice to take up uh, drug abuse and drug addiction. And, you know, uh, I remember when we had Mishak on the show, and he was talking about it, and he said, you know, why do we call it natural bodybuilding? Why don't they have to call it enhanced bodybuilding? And I, 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 that stuck with me for a long time because it's, it's the honest truth. Why, why are we the, the, the discrepancy in, in the story and you have people that are basically making sure that they could go to jail just by winning? And, and it's so weird. Uh, it, it's it's kind of funny because he went down there and like how he went down there. Well, not went down there. He lives down there and he does things not to, you know, stir up the pot of, of anger and frustration, but to bring in the communication of why aren't we catering to the natural athletes when bodybuilding should be about health and fitness. And it sounds mm-hmm. like it should be understood from the get go, but for some reason, it's always like we're breaking into the territory. We're uh, rubbing somebody the wrong way. We're, we're antagonizing people that are used to doing the enhanced route because they didn't have the alternative of doing a natural show. And now that they have it, they're almost some angst about that because it's frustrating that why wasn't something like that there for me when I started? And instead of taking it, and creating and helping out with creating that natural community, 
it's almost like they're still setting the way of, you know, I'm going to compete against the enhanced guy or woman with the hopes that I can beat them because that'll make me even better. But I'm saying in morality and in that kind of negative thinking that we're actually working against ourselves in the process because, like I said, with Brandon Lirio as a reference, where's our money going? What are we doing that's supporting what you believe in? You know, I can't imagine always telling everybody how I love Jesus and you constantly find me in the crack house. There's something wrong with that. There's something really wrong with that, that ideology. And we need to start asking ourselves. I mean, most of the time, if you want change, you have to turn it inside to find it. And if you don't find it in there, then you can't support it out here. And I think because people are always thinking, what if I looked like that? What if I had used what? These are distracting questions in our own minds instead of basically addressing the truth of I'm a natural athlete and I'm going to be supportive of natural athleticism. I, I never felt that I needed to cheat to get an edge. And uh, I think that's what most truly passionate natural athletes have in their hearts where that's not even a distractive question in their mind because our minds can be either, you know, constructive or destructive. And it, it takes our focus to make sure that we stay constructive because even in conversations, I notice when people are basically set with improving life, they've already internalized that to make sure that they are already improved in life. So when they speak what they speak, it's a way of life. It's, it's, I'm just basically uh, sharing mm-hmm. with you what I already understand. And if, if I'm already comfortable in that arena, it's not a threat for you to say, well, I disagree. And, you know, I look at the, at the social media formats that we have. There's a lot of back and forth, and a lot of it is negative because you're questioning my understanding. And it frustrates me to no end that, you know, you you disagree with me. When I say that, I'm just saying on the social formats that we have, where if you question anything about what I'm saying, I have to hate you because at some point you don't like me. And that's not the truth. I don't do the disclaimer of where I hear a lot of uh, athletes, natural athletes, saying, well, not lots of there's anything against that. I don't do that because I have a lot against that because people are dying. And I've never seen anything that's an epidemic where people just brush to the side and say, well, you know, I don't see a problem with them doing these things, even though it's leading to their death. I do have a problem with that, and I'll, I'll continue to have a problem with that. And I know that they've got we have such poor diets in this country that sometimes drugs are the alternative just to get you back where you should be in life. But now you're taking even two faster steps downward by taking the drugs and still keeping the poor health and bad diet choices. So when you have the natural community basically in mass, and working together, you can show people. And I, I, I work at Fit Body U. I can show you the people that never made the choice of drugs because they realized the option was out there not to do so. So when you have people like Javier doing what they're doing, it makes a difference. And in a drug-centered state, when it comes to competition and bodybuilding, that that's huge. And we should be much more supportive of his shows and attendance than basically going to an enhanced show, spending your money 
only to ensure that it's going to be there next year for a person that doesn't have the understanding that we do about natural body health. Yeah. What do you think? Very well said. I, you know, I agree. I mean, there's not much more that I could add to that. I mean, it's it's same story, different day, but it's a story that keeps needing to be retold and retold until it just sinks in and it's grasped and it starts to become the norm versus, you know, feeling like we have to continue to repeat it because, you know, as many times as we share this information, there are still people out there that either haven't heard it or don't want to hear it or, you know, all of the above. All of the above. And I know that our super fans out there, and when I say super fans, I I, I say that loosely. <laughs> they know who they are. They're the ones that just want us to be quiet and stop saying the things that we're saying about oh, natural no. and uh, versus enhanced and you know, this, that, or the next thing. But um, we can't. As Kaylin said, people out there are dying, losing their yeah. lives. So it's still got to be said. Yeah. Still got to yeah. be There's said. One more thing about this. One more thing yep. about this. And it, it, it was it was just the the understanding and the, the, the hypocrisy of our thinking. Because I don't know if you remember when they put out the news that Russia was going to be banned from competing in the Olympics. Yep. Because they were being so blatant in their drug use. And immediately I thought, you know, wow, that's that's pretty bad that you have such a dis it's such an it disregard for competing that you're willing to cheat no matter what, because it's just across the board how they were caught. And what really just kind of melted my brain was when I saw all these enhanced athletes saying, you know, good, they shouldn't be competing because that gives an equal a platform. And I, 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 I was just blown away because I said, this is the very thing we do in our own backyard. And somebody called me out when I was doing the show, and I did not have a response because my response was, we have made it normal to have an enhanced community. And nobody's going to jail in the process. No one's really failing. No one's being suspended. And this is in our own backyard. And we, we say that these are the best representations of health and fitness. The hypocrisy in that ideology is astounding. And yet we deal with it every day. And I've heard it, and I've heard it, top-notch athletes, natural athletes, that say, you know, not that there is anything wrong with this. And I'm saying for it to filter down to where it's that normal, then there is a big, big, big problem in this nation. And there you have it. Ooh, just such a big topic, and it always will be. I know our regulars and our natty athletes get tired of hearing it, but folks, until it becomes a non-story, it has to be a story. So there you have it. So the takeaway that I'm going to pull out at the end of this is promoters like Javier support their shows, support natural, keep spreading the message. And now we are here, folks. That's right. That's right. We are here. The number one interview of 2019. I think this calls for a double drum roll, Kalen. 
Awesome, awesome. And this is another one. This one is like Colton Homestead. I was really surprised to see Colton Homestead and this interview in the top three. Um, much more just on this on this countdown at all. But this one, I mean, it. I think it totally deserves to be here. It was a worthwhile topic. Um, number one, it appeared on the airwaves, was heard on the airwaves. May 14th, 2019, and it was with Dan Ritchie, co-founder of the Functional Aging Institute, and we basically were talking about staying fit and aging gracefully, maintaining um, a high quality of life, an active life into your golden years, and it really is a trend. I mean, it's been bubbling for a while it's really started to pop up over the last year, and I think it's just going to continue to gain momentum in the coming years, but, you know, not settling for getting old, but just saying, hey, yes, I'm older, but I still want to be able to live the fullest life that I can live, so help me do this. And so we have our aging population, the boomers in particular, have really driven this movement saying, I'm not going to settle for just retiring and sitting in my chair and doing nothing for the rest of my life. I want to travel. I still want to go out on dates. I want to enjoy my grandchildren. I want to enjoy my spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be, whatever they have going on at that stage of life, they want to be able to do it to their fullest. And so the Functional Aging Institute um, has sprung up to help trainers work with this population to help them reach all the goals that I just talked about. And it, and it was a lot of fun just to hear, you know, that people still want to live full lives, that being old doesn't mean you're just going to sit in your chair and watch TV and do nothing again. You can still be very active regardless of the age. And natural bodybuilding is the perfect sport to support that kind of mindset. Yes, it is. Uh, very much so. And, you know, like I said, because this this is still coming up, people are still looking for, for the drug instead of the result that really works. And just today, I'm not even kidding, just this morning, I was talking to uh, two mm. members from our gym, 60 plus, and they were asking, you know, why are these people looking so much older than we are? And I said, because you, you got back in the active and your body is starting to respond to the activity. I said, but one of the best things that happens is your bone density gets better because you're, you're basically strengthening the muscle, which strengthens the bone. And uh, there's, there's so much stuff in our brains, when I'm talking about our brains, natural athletes, that we live with every day that we just don't talk about. We, we should be more forthgiving and the information we have. And, like, when we were doing the show, it was so big. I mean, just so big, especially with the – this is uh, asking about you – know, because this is something that you really have to understand. Because, like, I, I was telling them, I said, you have – for every person, you've got three. You've got one, your birth, then you've got the dash, and then you have your death. And you have to understand that everybody that's born into this world is going to leave. So why not live a life that you can enjoy healthy? Because if if you if you go any other route, you're taking away from the very life you're trying to preserve. Because there's no fear 
fear in good health. There's no doubt in good health. There's no worry in, 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 in good health. And it's very, even the stress you have to deal with is lessened because you're prepared to deal with it. Bad health choices lead to bad mental choices. Bad mental choices lead to bad health choices. You're working it yourself, and we can't run from who we are. And I've seen people that have tried, and they end up beating themselves up in their sleep with nightmares and really hostile dreams. So this is something that that should be promoted much better, even though it's not. But to teach people how to be healthy, and I mean, we were at we were at that gym an extra half hour because they wanted they sincerely wanted to know how do I get the weight back healthy? How do I get the the breathing back? How's my respiratory tract? Is is it going to suffer because I'm going from one to fifty to a hundred? So and and then why do I always feel like I'm ready to faint? And you you have legitimate answers. If you're engaged in any healthy lifestyle, any healthy living, any healthy fitness regimen, you have the answers. I know we don't think we do. Who am I to, to respond to that? But we do have the answers because we're living it out in front of them. If we're not, they would not ask us these questions. And because we, we're so into doing it daily that it just becomes an understanding that everyone should be doing these things. But if we don't share that information like we do on this show and, and on the show that you, you mentioned, then they're, they're not getting the full understanding of why. And we talk about all the time how everybody needs a why, but we're not giving them that why. We should be sharing our why in the hope that they can realize that they can have a why as well. Yes. Yep. What he said right there. I, And I think it's just all those things resonate so much with so many people. And I think that's the reason that, you know, this show was number one, because if we're not already there trying to find these solutions, we know we're headed that direction or we have a family member that's there. And so, you know, it's applicable across so many generations. It really doesn't matter how old you are. And the sooner that you can grasp, this concept and just the value of life. I mean, you know, I think I saw something that said, why wait for a special day to do X, Y, Z, you know, or a special occasion to do X, Y, Z. Living is that special occasion. So put your best effort forth for all of it is really what it comes down to. And, um, you know, aging is no reason to settle for a lesser quality of life. It's really not. Yes, the body starts to shut down a little bit. It may not do everything that it used to, but it could still do a heck of a lot if you give it the right tools. So functional aging, buzzword, I think not. I'm thinking it's a trend for the future, and I hope to be part of it. I don't know about you, Kalen Patterson, but I want to uh, age functionally. Now, I, I can honestly speak on this because I've I've been around the elders of our church and in, in the community. And just the slightest information that can help improve their life is a blessing for me, you know, as well for them. As it hurts to see people that have mentored you uh, getting into their declining years simply because they didn't stay as active as they, they should have. A lot of uh, the older people have lived good lives, I mean, honestly. But there's plenty of them, I'd say 7 out of 10, that didn't but they still have the opportunity to enjoy the rest of their life that they have. 
And if they're not doing it with the good, healthy approach, I'm telling you, there's a prescription right around the corner that's going to take away the symptoms, that takes away the pain, that but doesn't take away the suffering. And so there's a, a, a there's a decline in life from being inactive, but then there's an even more rapid decline that comes from drugs and being inactive. And then you have the rise in diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart health. So you know, it, I would rather help them and be chided as being pushy or picky than to say nothing and watch them suffer needlessly. And I think that's where we are right now. So I pray this becomes an even bigger trend, not a fad, but a trend of good health, because I know this nation started out that way, and we can get back to it. Amen to that. And so with that, folks, that wraps up our 2019 Top Ten Countdown as a quick read five. Refive, recap. Refive. Top five. Wow. Heaven help me. It's the top refive. Number five, Keon. You know, we could make that a word. Ricardo Jr. We we could make that a word. Let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we how many people we can get to start using refive. And at number refive. four, when natural athletes test positive, the other side of the story. Number three, Holton Homestead and those bees. Number four, Javier and the INBA Urban Physique Naturals in Dallas, Texas. And number one, living life to your fullest at every age, Dan Ritchie and the Functional Aging Institute. And, folks, that was 2019 in a nutshell. And I can't wait to see what great things we can do in 2020. Well, you look so if you have some ideas we, on how to help us out there with a topic, let us know. Oh, they will. But if you look at the, the the vast array of guests that we had and topics, I mean that's that's real talk, and I I love that. You know that we we can have real talk, real discussions, and we've had uh, some shows that didn't go as well as we planned, and some questions that were asked that we really didn't expect, and I, I'm I'm glad that our listeners, and I'll say this for 2019, our listeners definitely uh, did their research and are doing their research, and we got a lot of good questions for a lot of these shows, and that just shows how, even though we think we're not making as big a difference as we can, that there hasn't been a difference that has been made. And I'm really elated to see what this year holds, and I know however you start a year, you can end it even better if you start. So, you know, the people that are talking about doing their health and listening to the show, start. If you haven't started, don't wait for February. I know you're weekend and still haven't done what you said you would, but that's not important. You can start today. You can start right now if you're in a, a, a lower time slot uh, in, in the time zone. You still have time to get to the gym. It's a 24-hour gym. You can do that as well. Uh, start eating right. And I, I said it this morning in a post. If you change one thing in your life successfully, you can be successful in your whole life change because you've already started. So get on it, get better, get healthy, and know that 2020 is perfect vision. It should be a year of true focus, no distractions. Amen to that. Snickerdoodle shout out? Oh, I have my toughest Snickerdoodle, so my year started out right. (laughs) So on behalf of Kaylin Patterson, all of our fantastic guests over the year, all of our fantastic listeners, the boy from P, the boys from P for P Muscle, and myself. Oh, my your body is a temple. So let's build it.
with Snickerdoodle Shakes.